Welcome to Sprockets, I'm as happy as a little girl. Hi, and welcome back to Dot Grid, uh, the podcast that's at the intersection of digital and analog and all the other tools that you love. My name is Will Fengi, and I am joined, as I always am, by my co-host, Mr. Andy Welfley. Andy, how are you this evening? I'm great, Will. How are you? I'm doing well. I uh, have a nice cold glass of water here. My wife made dinner this evening because I had to run all the way up to Nashville and back to pick up a ladder. Hmm. And you don't know fun until you've tried to put a six-foot collapsible ladder into the back of a Nissan Sentra. <laughs> Uh, that does sound like fun. It's it's a bit like uh, Tetris, I assume. It was uh, a mix of Tetris and, I don't know, some weird midichlorian. I'm bending the laws of physics and using the force to make this. <laughs> don't look at the headliner of my car anytime soon. Just don't ask any questions. <laughs> I understand. I I had that problem trying to get a bicycle into the back of a Kia Soul once. So. Oh, man. I understand it. Just reminds me of a great line from uh, from Mallrats, but we won't get into that right now. <laughs> um <laughs> If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, we have had some, and we'll just jump right into the the follow up part of this. We have had some really, really nice things said about us via the internet this week, um, or in the past couple of weeks. And as one of the co hosts and one of the mucky mucks here with the Nerd Uprising Network, that that makes me very, very happy. I uh, definitely, I, I think probably the biggest the biggest thing we should mention is. Uh, Brad Dowdy and Mike Hurley from the Pen Addict uh, gave us a shout out on on air, um, which is awesome. And thank you very much, guys. They uh, they were just talking about some of the new. They had a whole episode of follow up after their giant successful Kickstarter, and uh, yeah, we just got a mention at the top of the show. So uh, we'll have a link to um, their episode in show notes. I'm yes. as, I'm assuming that everybody here. Uh, probably listens to the pen addict, um, but in case you don't, you should definitely check them out. It's it's kind of like erasable, but with pens, and they've been doing it for much longer and are better than me. So, oh, they're uh, not that much better than you. I, <laughs> I listen. It's not like I went straight to Mike and Brad and asked them to co-host this podcast <laughs> with me. I came straight to you because I assume they were busy. Um, uh, <laughs> we also somehow coincidentally indirectly uh, had a short conversation on Twitter with another one of the Relay FM. Uh, hosts, Mr. Jason Snell, because uh, as I was looking through the analytics last week, I noticed that we were getting some referrals from Relay.fm, and as I went to check, uh, we were actually in the upgrade show notes for about 36 hours. So um, if you got here from the upgrade podcast, thanks. Uh, it's pleasantly we, ironic because uh, we are a mix of analog and digital, so we got we kind of like mixed a little bit with both an analog and a digital podcast. I'm telling you, I think that if you like Upgrade and you don't mind hearing the word vertical again 17 times, then you would definitely <laughs> enjoy our podcast as well. Since you're three minutes into it, it might be a good idea for you to hang out. Um, speaking of, and I just want to mention this quickly, did you hear that a friend of the podcast, uh, Anna from the Well-Appointed Desk, is now also going to Atlanta with yes, them? Yes, that's awesome. That's so cool. That, I suggested uh, at one point on Twitter that if they reach their stretch goal that uh, they should fly the Erasable co-hosts out and we could pick it at the Atlanta Pen Show. Uh, that would be just... Uh, I would hit... I would. You know what? I would donate for that. <laughs> we, uh, we're graphiting the good fight if we... If we were to go do that, that's what my picket sign would say. Graphiting the good fight. Oh, yeah. you, you, that, that was clever, Andy Wilfley. <laughs> good for you. Um, we've had some other good feedback via Twitter and email. Um, 
I think there is one thing, speaking of Twitter, that we should get out of the way first. Uh, Andy, I think you owe um, I think you owe someone an apology. Um, I would just like to, sh- to say that uh, Pat Hannon is the kindest, bravest, warmest, most wonderful human being I've ever known in my life. He is uh, a saint among men, and, and if, if not ever just seen... because you told him to suck it on episode one. <laughs> I Oh, man, I was upset. First of all, that was a Manchurian Candidate quote, if ever you've uh, seen that. But, uh, yeah, I, I jokingly told him to suck it, and uh, <clears throat> I sort of forgot that I did that. And uh, he said something in jest on Twitter about how I wasn't nice to him, and I kind of had a panic moment. Like, oh, my God, did I just insult him? <laughs> I couldn't remember if I did or not. So Yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, Mister Pens and Coffee is uh, is a great guy. Uh, Pensandcoffee.com. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, too. He's got uh, some I – mean, if you're in a, interested in the analog side of this, that's definitely a place to go hang out. You can't go wrong with Pens and Coffee. I know they both hold uh, special places in, in, in our hearts. Like what's not to like about that? Except I suggest, Pat, you add something else to that, and that would be um, Stroopwaffles. Uh, I don't know. Uh, here we go with the Stroop waffles <laughs> again. This is sort of my newest obsession. I've never had this before, and apparently it's all over like Europe and fancy places on the West Coast. But they're like these little waffle cookies with like a caramel filling in the middle, and you set them on top of your coffee cup to get like warm and kind of mushy, and then you eat it. It's so good. I am now a hundred percent on board with that. It's um, uh, apparently you can buy them on Amazon if you are from a place like Fort Wayne, Indiana, where you cannot get these. So I will. Uh, I need to figure out how to send every all of my friends Stroop waffles without breaking them in the mail. Yeah, that seems like it'd be something pretty fragile to kind of send over to <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, speaking of waffles, and I didn't know there was going to be a waffle-related segue in this. Um, <laughs> I uh, I had a post up on the Facebook group this week, which Dot Grid now has a Facebook group. We'll put a link to that in the show notes too, namely because I don't remember exactly what it is right now. But if you're interested in keeping up with us on Facebook, I think you have a Facebook or we have a Facebook page for Dot Grid, don't we? Yes, Facebook page. Sorry, I get the pages in the groups mixed up. Thank you for correcting me, Facebook employee <laughs> number one. Uh, I'm very thankful. Um, the waffle-related segue, we, I did, or one, one of us, I'll just say I did it. I put up the post this week so we could get some feedback for tonight's episode, which we'll get to the main topic of here in just a minute. Uh, and I said, I called everyone dot gritters, and I think the first thing I said was we need new names. Um, and uh, friend of the network, Chase Nordengren, suggested hashtags or pound signs or something, but uh, Topher, who is an on-again, off-again friend of the network, uh, uh, suggested... I'm going to correct you real quick. It's Toffer. Toffer? Toffer. Johnny and I you have sh- had this conversation. I thought, you know what? We're going to go with that. It's Toffer. The last thing I want to do is uh, have Toffer be upset with me again. He did, however, speaking of waffles, suggest that we call our listeners the Griddles. The grid- I like it. I like it. I'm not upset by griddles because Grid- griddles it brings to great. mind a few things that I like, namely waffles, mm-hmm. griddles, yeah. um, and, and this wonderful podcast that we are now eight minutes into and have covered approximately two things on the <laughs> 17 and a half page uh, rundown list. Um, also want to say thank you to a few other people that spoke to us. Um, J- Jacoby Young, you and I are going to talk at some point about lesson plans and other teacher-oriented things. I've had some pretty Nerds. good feedback for some other teachers. Well, yeah, not just nerds, like teachers of nerds. We are the kids <laughs> that originally got excited about school supplies to the point that now we buy school supplies for a living. <laughs> um, got some pretty good emails, got some uh, good feedback from um, – we now have an unofficial official dot .grid librarian. Hmm. Kathy Fahey has put on has commented on both of the previous episodes, and uh, I like 
the idea of having a librarian for the podcast. I don't know why. It just feels appropriate. I think it makes sense. I, it feels appropriate. You but should, yeah, you should uh, start a librarian uh, podcast with her. Just stop that. <laughs> Andy Welfley is going to talk me into starting another four dozen podcasts probably by the end of this episode. Um, we're not going to allude to any of the things that we have in <laughs> in progress right now, but uh, I got to stop listening to you. I'm going to run out of time to sleep. I'm going to be able to like record podcasts, edit podcasts, notice and I'm, show up to work. Notice I'm uh, I'm uh, suggesting all these podcasts and volunteering for none of them. I that's what I mentioned to Elizabeth earlier. I said, yeah. So uh, we got such and such signed on for this and this, and I was like, and I'm only doing this because Andy's making me. And oh my <laughs> gosh, he just signed me up for something that he has nothing to do with. <laughs> Uh, so thank you, Kathy. Thank you, uh, TJ Cosgrove and Matthew Casanelli. And, and, and you're welcome, Elizabeth. I'm taking Will away from you for longer. Well, as long as there's still a place for us to stay while we're it, when we come to San Francisco, I don't think she's going to be too upset. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else do I need to say thank you to? Uh, JP Roberts, the Twitter handle Clueless, which is nice. Uh, and we got some really good emails, too. Yeah. Um, a lot of follow-up on planners. Yeah. Mel had a really good one. Um, oh, what was that about? It was about the um, Potter-style five-year journal, um, which is, is pretty interesting. I, I went in there. It's it's interesting because unlike, um, oh, the one that I was – what was the one that I was looking at? It was – oh, it was the was it Levenger the, one. Yeah. Um, unlike that one, this one has writing prompts in it, um, which is interesting. I mentioned to her, I, I wrote back and, and uh, said that, you know, like day one, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a bit. Um, they offer a writing prompt. If you are interested, you can turn it on. But I never feel like they're very good. So uh, if Potter Style does a better job with writing prompt, um, apparently sometimes they have deep questions like, what is true? To random questions like, are you wearing socks? Well, uh, which is if it gets you writing. I know. That's true. It's kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I I'm also just really bad about keeping up on my kind of daily logging. Um, so yeah, that's just some good journal journaling follow-up from last week. A little bit of real-time follow-up. I just had a wonderful idea that you and I should definitely take advantage of, and we should um, do this and then scan copies of them and put them on the website. You and I were jokingly talking on the last episode about how we were going to write letters to each other as our daily journal activities. <laughs> Andy, it's in Rimo. Oh God. It's International Correspondence Writing Month. You now have nothing but the most wonderful opportunity to send me a letter about your most boring of days. Oh, man. Um, I. That's true. And you can throw a couple extra pencils in there. You're always talking (laughs) about these wonderful triangular golden bears that I am Uh, so envious of since you only sent me, I think, two the first time. I actually have a... A kind of a running package of things to send you so um i'm, just, I'm not upset by that i'm just i've just sort of uh, been waiting until i uh get it all together and and as a teacher and and somebody who appreciates uh ticonderogas which i know you do uh, i just bought um these little ticonderoga golf pencils you bought the golf pencils too? i did for um mine uh, at my uh, we talked about this on erasable johnny bought them for a penny at office max they rang up uh, so this weekend I went to an office max and they were $3 rather than a penny, which is annoying, but still a really good deal. Cause I have 72 tiny kind of crappy quality golf pencils. I love it. They have, they still have the erasers on the end and everything. They though, do. Right? They are completely adorable. I would mostly that, use them for like handing out to students you don't like as a, as a loaner. You know, that's actually, um, 
an idea that I pulled before I started teaching. And if I were not such a pencil snob, that's what I would do is I thought about at the beginning of the year getting a box of golf pencils. That way my kids always have something to write with. But I went the complete opposite direction. And this week delivered to my school was a gross of the um, prospector in natural. Yes, very nice. Well, I saw the box and I thought to myself, ah, oh, that's that's really underwhelming. And then I opened the box yeah. and you see them all stacked Aww. together. The natural and I was so like, nice. and I was like, I'm never going to need another pencil again. Have you listened to the slightly drunk erasable episode where we talk about the prospector? Of course. And we, uh, we I've listened to every slightly drunk we, episode. <laughs> we just play clips of uh, Will Ferrell as the prospector on SNL once. It's Gus Chiggins. It's pretty great. Yes, it's a, it's a wonderful episode. We should just put a link to the picture of Gus Chiggins holding a giant pencil in our show notes <laughs> this week, just for references sake. It's my amazing photoshoppery skills. He's he's I, an amazing designer, folks. Not only did he design the logo for the Erasable podcast, he can also put a giant pencil in just about anybody's hands. I was also going to uh, uh, replace uh, Will Ferrell's face with Charles Berlsheimer's face, but I decided that... I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. So yeah, you and Charles are friends, but we don't know if you're that. good I don't want to take it that far. <laughs> no, maybe maybe you just maybe you give it another couple of months to we'll let see. yourself get situated in California, we'll so happens. you have a place to hide. Yeah. in case he comes looking for you. That's true. Um, All right, we have something exciting. <laughs> we do, we do. Um, we sort of realized last week um, after we just basically basically gushed over day one for an hour and a half. Um, it was by far the best online journaling app that we could think of. And almost all of our listeners who gave feedback think that as well. So, uh, I just took a chance and I sent day one an email and I was like, Hey, we just mentioned you guys on the last episode of this podcast that I do. And, uh, I'd really be interested if you guys had some licenses, you'd be willing to throw our way for a giveaway. So, uh, they did and it happened. So we have both a Mac, um, OS 10 and an iOS license to give away to you fine folks. Which is exciting if you don't have the Starbucks app. You heard about this already, I'm guessing. No. It is currently, or at least was last time I checked, the Starbucks app of the week. Oh, the the uh, iOS version? The iOS version. Oh, wow. So that may still be going by the time we put this out. Hopefully yeah. it is. I'm, uh, well, the, I'm actually too lazy to look right now. But The big value you, there would then be the OS 10 app. Um, Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, is uh, we're going to give these away together. That way they can, you can kind of see both sides of it. Um, I think we thought about trying to do them separately, but it just, it was going to get a little confusing. And how do we pick who enters where and what does, what does who? And well, definitely we we were talking about kind of the ecosystem of journaling. And if, I mean, the trouble is, is we're limiting our, our range of, of qualifiers because you would need to have a Mac and an iPhone or iPad or whatever. Um, But I think it'll work because First of all, you can give the redeem code to somebody else if you yourself can't use it. You can keep what you want and give away the other one. Um, but it definitely makes sense, kind of like as a. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy who talks about workflows and ecosystems. But I'm going to be that guy. Uh, it works. Oh yeah, I, well, you love it. Don't don't <sighs> pretend like you don't. Yeah, we'll sit but, here and t- we're ever, just gonna, you're, keep in mind the title of the episode last time was almost something something GIF workflow. Oh God, you're right, sir. Yeah, Johnny Gamber won out though. Yeah, he did. Oh, God, that was a great title. Um, if he was ever on topic, the internet for longer than 14 seconds, he would see that. If uh, Once we get to our main topic, we have to talk about our current episode's title. But uh, let me finish this first. Uh, so first of all, every time I say uh, workflow, I, I in my head, I think of Federico Vitici's voice. I just say workflow. Um, but uh, So yeah, um, to enter this giveaway, uh, what I would like you to do is 
go to nerduprising.co slash dot grid and click on uh, this episode um, entry, which would be dot, um, nerduprising.co slash dot grid slash three um, and leave a comment. And in that comment, I would like to know what either A, your current journaling uh, habits are, uh, or B, what you would do with um, with day one. You and almost said journaling workflow, didn't you? I almost said journaling workflow. You almost said I want to know what your current <laughs> journaling workflow is. And uh, and so uh, I want yeah. So post that, um, and we will uh, draw a random number. You have until uh, this time, well, until recording next time, which is two weeks from Monday. Um, oh man, what is it? It's twenty third. 23rd, thank you. Uh, you My students have so many things due that day. (laughs) I'm not going to forget the 23rd. Yeah, it's the 23rd. You have until, uh, let's say, 9 a.m. Eastern time on the 23rd. uh, And you can um, leave that comment and we will pick and announce you on the air. Um, And then I'll also send you an email with the redeem codes in them. So, yeah, have fun. Uh, This is probably, what is it, like a $15 value? It's a yeah. It's probably a, a fifteen dollar value. Well, in 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 dollars, it's really it's priceless. It's well, it's priceless. Um, but you're creating your own set and style of memories. It, it is just. It's an app that has multiple times won the best app design of the year uh, from Apple, by the way, um, and it's one of the most beautiful apps on the App Store, in my opinion. If if you are this if this for some ungodly reason is the first episode of dot grid that you're listening to and you are also somehow unawares which is not a word <laughs> of, methinks um, you are maybe unawares <laughs> methinks you could quite possibly be unawares of how wonderful day one is go back and listen to the last episode of dot grid where andy is not lying he and i probably spent two-thirds to three-quarters of an episode doing nothing but squealing like little girls at a slumber party over the wonder that is dot grid um that is day one Andy, this is what we call a segue. Do you know what Dot Grid does, or not Dot Grid? Do you know what Day One does really, really well? That is also coincidentally our main topic for the week. Uh, markdown. It is Markdown. See, yeah. that's that's I that, that I led with that one a little too much. That was <laughs> I, that was a I little like too easy. I like it. You, you'll. Uh, I think you'll pick it. I think you'll get get the flow of it. Get the work. You'll well, get the segue workflow going. I will get the segue workflow down. This ep- this week's episode is about Markdown, Harry. It's about Markdown. So uh, those of you who don't know Harry Marks, uh, who is an internet curmudgeon and an awesome guy, uh, he has a podcast called, uh, what is it called? Covered? Uh, Covered. 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 Sorry. Uh, it's about um, uh, publishing, um, publishing, book, writing books and, and publishing. Yeah, he interviews and, authors yeah. and t- they talk about the books that the authors have written and books in general and book publishing and writing. And it's it's really, really well done. I am yeah. uh, excited about the episode they put out today because just looking at the list of books that they spoke about, they I know for a fact they talked about Great Gatsby and Tropic of Cancer, both of which are books that I am fans of. So I am a fan of. So I'm looking forward to listening to that. He used to have a really good um, uh, Apple uh, tech podcast that was uh, 30 minutes long, and it was him and like three co-hosts. And uh, they, um, oh man, what was it called? I can't remember. Um, where basically they they it was kind of like pardon the interruption if ever you've seen that sports show where they take something and they basically time their talking about it. It's very fast paced and a lot of fun. So I kind of first heard him there. Um, he also runs a blog called CuriousRat.com. Um, yeah, and, and he he actually he goes on some Twitter rants, which are always pretty great. 
Um, and he basically said uh, he was tired of those podcasts that had cutesy, cutesy in-joke titles, which I think we have set ourselves a dangerous precedent for doing. We have. Um, it's and, it's uh, all my fault. <laughs> like the erasable ones were always are always puns, but usually they're not particularly cutesy in jokes. Um, right, but, but, and like the uprising has just been the guest and their thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and uh, but so everything else on the network. But though. so we told him that we would uh, we would give him a, a shout out in the in the title. So and since since yesterday or last time it was Johnny, I, I wonder if we can set ourselves a precedence of. of um, referencing somebody specific in the title we'll see if we can how long we can go with that yeah we'll keep it going the the, the first one was just an episode of first it was it, we were just you know um getting the kinks worked out shaking shaking the rust off if you will but we got johnny in the last one we got harry in this one um i don't you know what maybe that can be a secondary prize for the drawing we can just oh, yeah. say your we'll name about you. uh, yeah well, well you guys got a list of puns for your show titles for a while that's so. true that we were able to feed off that for a while um so i tried uh in a segue, I, I tried to, um, you know, get John Gruber onto this podcast to talk about Markdown, but he won't return my calls. Um, it's got a lot to do with that one email you sent that one time, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. I imagine you all know who John Gruber is, but if you don't, he is um, probably the first link blogger. He runs a very successful podcast or uh, blog, an podcast about kind of Apple technology and technology in general uh, called Daring Fireball is the, is the name of the blog. And he's been doing this for years. He's kind of kind of the consummate indie uh, Apple indie blogger. Um, that's a lot a lot going on there. But yeah, he's super great. Uh, he has a podcast called The Talk Show, which is like three hours long every week. Um, but it's fascinating. He's a great guy. Um, and he invented Markdown. Um, in fact, if you type in, I'm going to do this right now. Um, have you ever just Googled Markdown? Yeah, um, about sixteen times today. As a matter of fact, as, <laughs> as I was getting ready for the show. So if you if you Google Markdown, uh, it takes you to a page on the Daring Fireball site, and essentially what it is, it's a uh, system of syntax of writing um, to reference HTML um, without actually typing HTML. So if you want to bold a word, you don't have to put, you know, open bracket bold close bracket or strong or whatever word open and then, bracket, and then turn it off yeah it's, it's um it's basically takes some kind of punctuation that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise use uh for example if you put asterisks around a word or a phrase it will bold it or it will italicize it if you do double asterisks it will bold it um if you want to make like an inline html link use brackets and you type in um the word that you want to link and then if you use then you use parentheses and you put in the, the URL. Um, a lot of you may use Markdown um, and not even know it. Um, Markdown is is incorporated into Reddit comments. Um, it's incorporated into GitHub if you are a developer, um, if you're typing up uh, examples of something. Um, it's incorporated into um, all sorts of like things like that. Just basically, if you use Basecamp, which is pretty pretty standard among like web agencies um they use something called textile which is like a form of markdown it's another kind of syntax language um i always really like markdown as somebody who uh, worked with clients at a web development company Uh, i tried to convince them to use it because it basically allows you to format your text within the confines of the style guide that the designer laid out for you so it's kind of hard to visualize but Imagine you are a web designer and 
you give somebody a website and you come back and over the over the months and years they're like oh well we really wanted to emphasize uh this title so we made it in giant red letters and i really wanted this thing to stand out so we made it in comic sans and i really wanted to do this and so i made it scrolling text because they one time took html in a class or used the little WYSIWYG bar uh WYSIWYG, by the way w y s uh, i w y g stands for what you see is what you get yeah, you were dropping that all over me on the last episode, yeah. and it took me a minute to figure out what you were doing, and I was like, I'm just going to let him roll through that. So like in so like in uh, Google Drive or Gmail or WordPress or anything, really, um, the little toolbar at the top where you can bold, italicize, underline words, that kind of stuff, that is called a WYSIWYG editor. So uh, Markdown allows you to do that first on the fly. You don't have to stop and correct something um, like make something bold by moving to your mouse and clicking clicking the bold bar. Uh, it allows you to do that kind of without your hands leaving the keyboard, um, and it allows you to stay compliant to um, to HTML. Like you can affect headlines, you can affect um, bold, italicized, underline, block quotes, etc., um, without just breaking things. Because sometimes that's what you do. Um, so it's fast, it's it's easy to use, and it's something that I don't think enough people know about. Uh, fun fact, uh, the Midwest has a, um, it's kind of an Indiana-based thing. They have a small conference called Mix West, and essentially it's basically a mix of like social media, marketing, and web design. And uh, for a while, every every time I would propose a topic to, to become a speaker at Mix West, and I would be rejected because my stuff was uh, just like not basic enough. I, uh, the, I I had one called What's Up with Markdown, and I proposed it was going to be awesome. And they were just like, we don't know what this is or why you would want to do this. I'm like, dude, it's about blogging and writing content. Like, It's exactly what the conference is about. <laughs> yeah. In a language so, that, or in a in a markup style that most people should be familiar with. Yeah, but I'm not bitter. Uh, I'm not bitter at all. No, not at all. Mixed <laughs> West, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's lots of variations with tiny differences. Um, Markdown, by the way, is owned, uh, owned by Daring Fireball, uh, by John Gruber. Um, there is... This is super geeky. I used to be part of a uh, Markdown um, email list, like a listserv. And there was a movement for a while to basically try to relieve relieve uh, Gruber of Markdown and sort of turn it into an internet standard, uh, basically declaring eminent do- domain on it. And he was like, uh, no, F this S. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you want to do it, come up with something else. Markdown's mine. Call it something else. So uh, it's and then someone did, and yeah. the internet went crazy. Right. So so yeah, there's there's plenty of different flavors. There's multi markdown. There's mar- which basically allows you to do all this other stuff, like make tables and uh, footnotes and all this stuff that I I have not learned all that, but eventually I will. Uh, and most things are multi markdown enabled. Um, there's markdown here, which I don't even know what that is. I think you found that link, didn't you? I did. Markdown here is um, more popular for like composing and getting ready to write emails. Okay. Um, it's a little more day to day. This is the kind of way that you can do it. I was just, um, I was just kind of poking around looking for different sort of variations as we were going through here. The two that I was most familiar with were well, were multi Markdown and uh, the GitHub flavored Markdown, which you kind of referred to yeah. already. Markdown here did look a little interesting, and I tell you what, if you like the color pink then boy, do I have a link in the show notes for you. Because Markdown here is pink with some purple accents and a butterfly on it. 
It is. N- I see that you are currently oh, heading yeah. that direction right now. It is. Ooh. It is something else. Oh, I have a. I used to have a Chrome plugin for that, and it was the fugliest thing in the world. Yeah, then that, that's one of the reasons why I kind of left the link in there is because I do <laughs> use Chrome all the time, and I'm trying to use it more and more um, in everything that I write, so I can be a little more familiar with it. And as I was poking around things today and going on my two and a half hour excursion from where I am into Nashville, uh, I was listening to the latest episode of one of my favorite podcasts, Nerds on Draft, which is uh, Jeff Hunsberger and Gabe Weatherhead. Uh, And every week they sit down and drink at least one delicious beer. The past couple of weeks it's been more than one delicious beer. Uh, And they also have some sort of nerd topic. Like they've talked about um, data hoarding and uh, time versus money and how to prioritize certain things. And this week their topic was taking notes, more specifically taking meeting notes. Mm. Um, and so they kind of went over their workflows for that, and uh, it's namely digital. There's a little bit of um, some field notes involved. But as it got towards the end of the episode, um, they they spoke for a minute or two on – it's kind of a flavor of Markdown. It's called Critic Markup, hmm. and it's for people like you and I, probably more me with my English teacher background. But you know, you used to have to write things and then have people look at them and comment on them. And when people edit and proofread and do things like that for you, that's um, a syntax language that, from what I understand, uses a lot of the curly brackets yeah. and the greater than, less than symbols. But it's another style of markup that allows you to write in plain text, hmm. um, but still... Um, and Mark II recognizes it. We'll jump into Mark II here in just a minute for the Mac. But um, there are certain markdown editors or yeah there are certain markdown editors that recognize uh when you put in comments or strike through something or add something and can put in the plain text that way because you know there is a big plain text is becoming a big thing it is because those files are so small and they're so easy to search it's yeah i i have never been able to quite get on just the plain text wagon myself but i mean i do use a plain text editor writing markdown within it um but yeah it's uh it, it sure is. Like Merlin Mann, for example, is pretty famous for his just like volumes upon volumes of plain text files and Dropbox that he can access rapidly through like NV Alt, um, uh, which is NV stands for notational velocity, which is like a um, rapid. Um, oh, you can use Markdown for this, but it's basically rapid entry and rapid lookup. Um, so if I wanted to make a note, I, I, I can never remember that Augusta is the capital of Maine. I might do a little thingy on my keyboard. You just did. I just did. Um, I might do a little thingy in my keyboard and pull up a notational velocity note, put in Augusta, capital of Maine, and save it. And next time I can't remember what the capital of Maine is, I open it and I search for capital of Maine, and within snap of a finger, I can find out. So I do not use this. I am not that disciplined, but it's awesome. I have been back and forth. I ha- I don't use um, it. Syncs with the same backend as Simple Note, yeah. which um, I have used on Android, and there are a couple different programs that allow you to use it either online or on the Windows desktop, which I'm unfortunately far more familiar with. Um, and I like the idea of it. I tell you, um, my wife uses Simple Note all the time. Hmm. Because she's constantly either writing on the computer or on her phone or on her iPad, and she doesn't do anything as she doesn't need anything as 
technical or as geeky as some of the things that you and I would probably voluntarily jump full force into. But it's easy for her to just type up text on the keyboard on the iPad and then if she wants to post something or the keyboard on the on the laptop and then if she needs to post something to iPad post something on the iPad or via her iPhone, she can just pull it up, copy paste, and it's easy. So I am a I'm a fan of, of the plain text background, but I just I can't go full into it. Markdown is about as simplified as I can get, if that makes any sense. Well, and, and I really, I mentioned this a little bit on um, the podcast last last time, but um, I'm a uh, big fan of kind of the best of both world, worlds between WYSIWYG and Markdown. So um, Day One, for example, does this. Uh, there used to be another uh, web app called Editorially, which we'll, I'll, I'll lament a little bit later. But um, basically, it will kind of auto-indent format your Markdown text. Uh, it remains plain text, but it will kind of show you that you are formatting it correctly. It kind of auto-validates for you. Um, headlines will be, will, be, will be made bold, italicized, underlined words will be, will be made, italicized and underlined. Um, links will be clickable. Lists, unordered and ordered lists will be um, kind of indented correctly. So I really love apps that do that. Um, and I'll kind of, kind of give a list of some of my favorite that, that are out there that do that. Um, some of them like, um, oh, like Squarespace, when you make a markdown snippet, it will um, kind of color the words uh, just like a code editor will um, if, you're valid, if you're formatting correctly. It kind of, kind of auto-validates that way. Um, this blog by or this this entire network, by the way, run through Squarespace, sponsor us, um, and written in Markdown. Hey, hey we love Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's the big thing. Yeah. I, I don't sleep well enough. Send fake Je- send real Jeff Bridges to my house with a didgeridoo. That would be awesome. Uh, those were Tibetan singing bowls. Thank you. Oh, Why wait, can't what I have about? a didgeridoo? Did, did he do a didgeridoo too? I don't know. I just assumed that if I was going to have Jeff Bridges over, I would like for him to bring a didgeridoo. Uh, well, I enjoy low-pitched noises when I'm sleeping. On the Super Bowl commercial, it was Tibetan singing bowls. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> before you jump into the um, apps that you use for this, I wanted to recommend to you personally, you, Andy Welfley, yes. uh, an episode of a podcast that I think that you would enjoy greatly. What's that? Uh, I don't know if you listen to the web ahead on the five by five network. Um, I have who, who, who hosts that? Uh, Jen Simmons. Yeah. She had, um, she had a couple content strategies on that. I really liked. So I've, I've listened to a few episodes. The, Episode 83, which I will put a link to in show notes so that you, sir, can go back and find this, is titled Wrangling Typefaces with Jason Santamaria. Okay. I do love Jason Santamaria. I know you like you some Jason Santamaria. I know you love you some typefaces. He used to have this. So this is where I'll talk about this. He used to have this. That's why I brought it up because of editorially. He used to have this this, uh, web app called Editorially, which was a, um, a web service you sign up for, and it was a markdown editor. It allowed you to export um, in Markdown format, or it would convert it to HTML. Um, it would, uh, I think you could even do like Word document exporting as well. Um, it was, oh man, it was so beautiful. They had a custom typeface just for it. Uh, they actually later um, tried to start a like a like a literary blog. They would have people write these really great little features. Um, and they closed. I, I can't rem- I don't exactly know why, but they said that their user base was not big enough to make an impact. 
And I want to be like, just ask us for money. Like we will, some of us will give you money. Um, but probably they did some forecasts and it was not going to be enough money. So whatevs. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. I, yeah, it, was, oh man, it was so nice though. I wrote a crap load of stuff in, in that. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk, uh, I'm just going to say it. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, markdown workflows here in a second. Oh yes. You but, <laughs> but, um, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. We, we should probably get through the app landscape. Um, kind yeah. Of Cause it's, it's vast. There. So there are, there are differences between, um, markdown editors and markdown previewers. Uh, sometimes they're the same. Like, um, you can have an editor app that will, uh, basically allow you to see it in sort of the, um, the validated HTML modes. So um, you can see if you, you know, made something to link correctly or if you missed, you know, you missed a bullet item, something like that. Um, a lot of people spend their time taking something that is written like in Word document, copy and pasting, and then adding Markdown to it later. Um, so you can kind of see if you've done that. Um, the, I've, I would, I, I think there are probably less previewer, like specific previewers than there are editors and editors slash previewers. So I'll go over that first. Um, you mentioned this before, but there's one called Marked 2. Um, it is the successor to Marked 1. Um, it is by... You don't say. <laughs> can you believe it? Um, I know. It's by a guy, guy named Brett, Brett Terpstra. Um, and he's a huge, huge Markdown advocate and user and, and whiz. The creator of Envy Alt, if I remember yeah, correctly. I, I think so, yeah. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, I do what I can. And, and the service tools, which we'll talk about when we get to work files. That's my and Mer- systematic. That's my Merlin man impression. Work flaws. Um, so he, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty great. Um, so it, it's a very very easy to use app where you um, basically drag your Markdown file, which is basically a plain text file appended by .md instead of .txt. Um, drag that in, into Marked, and it will show you what it would look like. Um, it actually has some really other fancy little tools in it too, like that thing that allows you to see like your distribution of words and. What is that called? He has a name for oh, it. I don't know. I like that, though. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, IA Writer, which is one of my favorite tools, um, kind of lifted it from him and uh, said that they didn't. So that's uh, I don't want to get sued or anything. So that's as far as I'll go with that. Um, but, okay, where what is it called? I'm looking on their website right now. I don't know. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a cool thing. It basically helps you become a better writer. It does a bunch um, of stuff. Yeah, it does a lot of stuff. Um, it is uh, not available through the App Store. It is available through his website for reasons uh, he will be happy to explain to you on Twitter on his podcast. It's 15 bucks. Uh, sorry, $14. Bucks. Um, oh, it is available on the Mac App Store. I stand corrected. Um, it's a good tool. It's a bit expensive, but it's very nice. Um, a bit expensive uh, relatively yeah I mean if you use it a lot then it is well worth it it's definitely less expensive than if you buy Office straight out or Um, like a license to Sublime Text or yeah or that yeah Um, but really the thing that I like to talk about the best are the editors and the one that I use I have spent a lot of money on Markdown editors Um, I, I think that probably Probably, I would venture to say that the Mac app landscape is better than the Windows landscape here, um, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, I just, would venture to say, based on my firsthand experience and research today, that you are a hundred percent correct. 
So um, I actually just went to the Mac App Store and I typed in Markdown. Um, and, I'm, and I'm looking at all the ones that I have. Um, how, how bad did the search stink, though? Let's be honest. Oh, man, and there's a lot of other crap in there, too. Um, the, did you get any apps with half-naked women that just popped up? Or were people at least not wise enough to put Markdown in their tagline? Um, there's a, yeah, it's not, there's not that many of those. Because um, you, you saw that whole hullabaloo when Outlook came out, right? And oh, yeah. the first thing you searched for, like, you couldn't even find Outlook in the first five or ten search results. Yeah. So it was just a bunch of things that were like, it's the same thing happens with Gmail. But anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, it's all right. The, the one that well, I this think This is I, not about App Store search. <laughs> maybe that's a different episode. Um, the one that I was first, I, I first encountered and I, it's kind of my, you know, my fallback all the time is IA Writer. It's made by a company called uh, IA, which stands for Information Architects. Um, they are a kind of a digital agency that has kind of a really rigorous focus on minimalism and supporting just like good design, good clean design. It's very, very Dieter Rams, um, very, very clean and minimal. Um, I just imagine they all are, like are wearing turtlenecks and have like fancy metal glasses on. And tiny, tiny cell phones. Yes, tiny, tiny cell phones. Speaking um, of Will Ferrell characters from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> they, all, they all are folding clothes inside a store. Um, so, no, they're probably more like the Sprockets guy that uh, Will uh, Mike Myers did. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Welcome to Sprockets. I'm as happy as a little girl. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Those, those were the good years. Uh, we won't. That's that is entirely a different show, but uh, so IA writer podcast. Is anyway, yeah. super 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 clean, um, and they will kind of just auto format, kind of kind of give you that WYSIWYG markdown for you, but in a in a really classy good way. Um, and they were the first um, the first that did uh, responsive typography. They uh, kind of bef- when responsive web design was becoming a thing, they. Uh, decided that their app window would um, kind of it, it always keeps the same line break line breaks the the lines are the same it's monospace font so the the lines are all the same amount of of characters across but uh, they will resize the text based on the width of your window so oh that's uh, fancy you can if you're on like a um, a laptop screen and you bring your window as as narrow narrow as it can be to take notes while you have something else up it'll be tiny. You can make it full screen. It'll be big. It's really nice, and it's a complete custom typeface. Um, IA Writer has so uh, they, I have IA Writer. Uh, it's called. Uh, it's well, it's called Writer, but it's made by IA, and therefore, if you type in IA Writer in the App Store, you'll find it. Uh, they have another one called IA Writer Pro, or Writer Pro. Um, I have not bought that a because it's twenty bucks, and I ha- like just regular Writer so much. But basically, what that does is it gives you a little bit of I'm going to say it a workflow. Uh, it has a writing mode, it has an editing mode, and it has a preview for publishing mode, which essentially all it does is change layouts. It change, changes fonts, essentially. Um, but it does give you some of those tools that will allow you to see, like, if you have an unnatural distribution of words, if you're using too many adjectives, etc. cetera. Um, it's, it's pretty nice, too. The uh, English teacher in me loves that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a pretty pretty fantastic app, and it's... Lightning fast, at least it is on my computer. Uh, IA Writer is. Um, I, you know, if I need to take a quick note and I have my computer, I just go into search uh, Spotlight, type in IA, hit enter, and it pulls it up for me. So it's super fast. Um, there's a, lots of other ones. There's one called Byword. Um, there's one called um, Ulysses uh, Three. I think. Oh, 
that that's that's been a big thing here recently with the with the Ulysses. That's been very popular amongst the people that we uh, we hang out with, kind of on the Twitters. It does um, some it does some cool things. So if you are a compulsive note taker like I am, um, you can basically anytime you type a heading, like a, if you're familiar with HTML, it would be a heading, h1, h2, h3, etc. And you indicate that in Markdown by putting by using the hash symbol. So the nope, they're time. not called hash symbols, Andy Welfley. I'm going to teach you something. Okay, take me to school. Octothorps. Octothorps. There is a very, very, very interesting episode of Reply All, which have you and I talked about Reply All? I listened to it, but I only recently have I started, so... Go back and look at the Octothorpe episode. Hmm. It's very, very good. Are you sure this isn't a 99% Invisible episode? It's a 99% Invisible episode about the Octothorpe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry. I listen no, to that right. and reply all kind of back to back sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Octothorpe. That's what. The, um, okay, can ladies we, and gentlemen, Griddles. Can we? We taught you something today. Can we start a band called Octothorpe? Yes, except I have no musical skills, so probably. And not. I have a bass in my shed. <laughs> so, so Ulysses is great because it allows you to um, to roll up your Octothorpes. So if you have a uh something you're trying to what am i trying to say like if you have notes that you want to expand and collapse it allows you to do that pretty easily uh the downside of ulysses 3 is it costs 45 dollars which again yeah it's worth it you're supporting you're supporting good independent small web developers uh but in a in a world where people are used to free or 99 cent apps it's a little it's a little bit of a bitter pill to take but yeah, it's still very nice. Uh, there's a crap load of them. There's Write Down. There's um, Archimedes, which I've I know that a lot of like math people use because it has something called LaTeX, which basically formats like mathematical formulas a little bit nicer for you. Uh, folding texts, which uh, holy crap, that's thirty bucks. Um, there's a bunch of other ones that I've never tried. Outliney. Um, there's a Zen Writer, which I've tried, which is nice. Um, there's so many of them, but I if if you were to um, just use one and just use a basic one, iWriter or Byword are my two favorites. Um, those are kind of my official recommendations for Mac apps. Um, what about uh, what about Windows apps? What have you seen out there, Will? Oh, Windows, Windows, <laughs> Windows, Windows. Um, when I first started getting into Markdown, which I guess was probably back in September or October of last year, because I. Am, uh, I'm an itinerant teacher, so I go back and forth two different school buildings. Uh, on a regular day, I use between two and four different computers plus my phone. Um, and I'm running Windows XP on two computers at the schools because, yay, Windows XP. Um, I'm using Windows 7 on a computer at home, and I'm using um, a Linux Mint build on my netbook because, you know, why not? It's a netbook. Oh, um, so John, as I Johnny was, like, would like to hear that. Well, then he and I can talk about that too a, a little bit here. Um, it, when we have him on as a future guest, seeing as how he's like the original pencil blogger. There we go. We just booked it. Boom. Um, done. Set and game set match. Cut. Edit. <laughs> Continue. Print. Go on. Yes. Um, I was flipping back and forth between two different editors on Windows, and that was uh, the first one was Resoft Notes, which I've talked about before. Um, it's like an NV alt sort of very simplistic, very kind of old style um, 
plain text editor and indexer for Windows. I started using that, but then the more I got into Markdown and the more that I appreciated having a live preview window, I started using Markdown Pad, which is now on Markdown Pad version 2. Hmm. Um, and I like it. Um, I, I am he- very hesitant to pay money for Windows software, namely because, uh, as you and I have discussed many times, I don't plan on investing too much more time, effort, or money into this uh, operating system or platform because I would like Microsoft, to go... Microsoft, sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, if they want to send me some uh, a Surface Pro, then I will <laughs> invest more time and money into the Windows ecosystem. But for the time being, I'm going to continue to use... Well, I say I'm going to continue to use a Markdown pad, and I, I don't actually think I'm going to. I think I'm going to use one of two other programs that I found. One is, uh, from what I can tell, strictly for Windows, and it's called WriteMonkey. Um, hmm. I have not played around with it yet, but I saw it today. It is, uh, it was one that when it came out, um, Gabe Weatherhead, who we talked about earlier, who writes at MacDrifter.com, did say uh, a couple of nice things about it. So I'm going to play around with that. I have also been using uh, on Linux. I think I'm going to pronounce this correctly. It's called Herupad. Okay, like Heru- H- Heroku, except except with a pad. Okay, yeah. it's it's where Heroku lives. That makes sense. Um, it is cross-platform, so not only is it available on Windows, it's also available on um, Mac OS X, OS X. Is that what you guys are calling it, OS X? Uh, so you, th- know, you know that's an X, right? Well, I think the official way that Apple refers to it is 10. Okay. Well, well it's, it's on OS X, it's on Windows, it's on the uh, both Debian and Ubuntu releases of Linux. Hmm. So if you're looking to go cross-platform between Windows and Linux because you're a nerd like me or Johnny Gamber, then that might work out for you. Uh, there's a couple of other editors for Linux. Uh, Atom is one, Uber Rider is another one, uh, Retext. There are some plugins for some of the other uh, text editors that are on there. Linux, I found, is very popular with, with the programmer set hmm. and people that don't mind having to go out and find their own drivers and kind of tweak and mess with things and deal with repositories in the command line. And I wish I could be one of those guys. Like, the nerd in me would love to embrace stuff like that. I just don't have time. I don't. I don't have the... Like, I would... I want to get good, but the amount of time it would take for me to get good is time that I can just wait for the window to load on Windows. Yeah. Like, I, it, I'm not gaining anything by using a, a speedier operating system if I have to, you know, limp my way through it. So Linux are, users are like the Ron Swansons of the internet or of the computers. They're like, well, why would you buy a chair when you can just build one? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, is, that is a perfect example. Um, we are going to have some links to some Linux options in the uh in the show notes and i am gonna pick through all of them um all of them but i think uber rider because and i know we were talking about other things being expensive and i was being like well relatively uh, uber rider is five bucks but then again i'm also not spending too much time on linux if i don't have to uh, i'm spending most of my time in the browser uber uber rider um, will and- allow you to uh simultaneously write a novel and call for a taxi at the same time Yes. It, <laughs> it, yes. Yeah. Write a novel, call for a taxi, and based on the um, get charged out your ass for it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, did I tell you I was a driver for them for a while? That might be a you good offline conversation. You were an Uber driver. That might be a fun o- offline conversation for us to have at some point. Like, um, like I'm sorry. Real, real quick before we go. Like where in, in New York? In Nashville. In Nashville. No, here in Nashville. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Uh, you would think, and then you would look at the people that were in the room with me when I got qualified, like when I showed up to pick up my iPhone and everything, uh-huh. um, and you can completely understand why people are a little skeeved out by Uber drivers. <laughs> um, I wanted to I wanted to drive for um, – who's the other company with the pink Lyft. mustaches? Lyft. I really wanted to drive for Lyft, but they have a silly rule about your driver's license having to be from the state in which you want to drive, um. and – According to everyone that's not a law enforcement officer, uh, mine is still from Oregon. Okay. Even though I've been back in Tennessee f- for 29 days exactly, if anyone asks. Um, so they, I wasn't allowed to drive for Lyft. Um, but that they're they're much more on a. This is completely unrelated to, to Markdown, but they are they seem to be a much more friendly my speed company. They seem much more of a West Coast company, where Uber seems much more of an East Coast company. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Unless of course you're talking about like. Sp- Specifically, like super capitalist, like tech bros, then Uber right. pretty, pretty San Francisco. No, well, yeah. that's that's true. I, you're getting along all right, though, right? They're not like stuffing you into lockers or beating you up or anything. Oh no, 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 we're fine. Yeah, okay, we're good. That's good. Yeah, um, don't worry. The reason I can get along so well on Linux um, is because I do spend the vast majority of my time in the browser. Yeah. Um, and I use or have used a couple of different web apps in the process. Um, they're the one that I have settled on for the time being is stack edit, yeah. which it's I good, have introduced. Good looking. I think I introduced you to, you may have heard of it before you got to me, but I'm going to still take credit for it. Um, I just don't know I, how to like, how to use like the file structure. Like I, I can edit within it's just fine. And what I really like about it is the side by side, um, composer preview mode. Uh-huh. Uh, and I like how it has that intelligent scroll because like, uh, markdown composing mode will take up more physical space on your screen than like the publish mode um and so i like how it kind of speeds up and slows down the scroll to match but i have no idea how to like open a google doc file and edit it and save it and then go over and open a dropbox file and edit it and save etc i can walk you through that we should have a lesson sometime i I, I for the most part have that figured out we may have to uh we don't use google hangouts for this but that seems like an excellent reason to use screen sharing in oh, google yeah. hangouts that's true within the slack yeah um oh wonder oh wonderful wonderful slack um oh, yeah. before Spon- sponsor I, us slack yes please slack we'll say a bunch of nice things about you um before i use that i messed around for a little bit uh in both dillinger uh, and Markable.in. I messed around in both of those just because they have Dropbox Sync, and that is, uh, that's a must-have for me is, is an offline sync. And then for a while, um, before I started this wonderful podcast network, I was using Draft, I, or uh, which is at draftin.com. I have to tell you, I Draft, first of all, Draft is really good-looking. It looks very much like IA Writer. Um, it doesn't really do the kind of like WYSIWYGs auto-format stuff that I like, but... It is. It interfaces with every single thing. Like I don't know how because it's just that one developer, right? That's what I. That's I, what I think. I don't know how yeah, he has time for anything. He, because it seems he seems to be um, very attentive to the app because I'm constantly getting. Um, there is there's a living document that stays in your file structure there that is constantly getting updates and changes to things. I feel like the emails when he sends out emails are written by him and not by some other weird person around it. I really really like it. Um, uh, I was using it to publish straight to Tumblr when I was yeah. still publishing everything on a Tumblog, and you can actually if you use Draft to publish to Tumblr and then you go in and edit the draft, it will automatically update the blog on your Tumblr. He, uh, like about two years ago, I was like really, really into drafts and I would like 
you know, give feedback and get responses pretty quickly from that guy. Um, what's his name? Um, Nate. Um, I can't think of it. I'll look it up. But uh, he's yeah, no, he, well, he's a uh, yeah. He's he ships features super quick. Like he has a he has a feature roadmap that he wants to hit, and he bang 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 he goes through it. Um, if you are interested in a online markdown editor that uh, is independently run and integrates with everything, you should support this guy because he's he's amazing. I I don't he must not sleep. Yeah, no, and and the more I I put him and the uh, the pinboard guy on the same level of sleep. Yeah, oh because yeah. Because pinboard's one of those services that has like ninety nine point nine percent uptime, and it really does feel like it's that guy sitting in a room full of servers with some sort of really, really, really confusing command line scripts, just being like, okay, I have to make sure this all stays up. Nate, so Nate K O N T N Y is pretty good. He has a really good, um, really good blog on Subtle called Ninjas and Robots should check him out if it's oh, ninjas and robots.com it's got to be good did you know this that he is the ceo of high rise which is the company that uh Basecamp unloaded i did, did you know not that? know that he was the engineer for president obama's re-election campaign wow i had no idea i can imagine now i know why he has the free time <laughs> um wow. i'm actually um i'm just gonna say i'm i may go back to draft after we get done with this conversation yeah um i may start doing my markdown in draft again for a little while just because you have made me remember some of the things that i love about it yeah. um we we really then, should talk about like integrations and stuff but first let me hit uh, maybe the ios apps real quick no please um there's there's kind of an ios app um counterpart to a lot of the desktop apps uh byword has one um ia writer has one which actually is super great um there's some other ones too that are worth mentioning um if you listen to a show called connected with uh, federico vitici uh he is really into this one called editorial um that is a um it's for i for ipad and for i believe iphone now too um but the ipad one is really where it shines not only does it have um markdown capabilities but it will um you can set up these little scripts and workflows to do anything um you can set it to basically create show notes by taking all of the windows in your Safari browser, uh, turning them into an unordered list with the title of the window and the uh, text, and then publishing it to your, let's, let's say, Squarespace account uh, by creating a new post with the episode title in sequential order. And, I mean, you can set up scripts for everything, and he has. And he actually wrote a book uh, that you can get on the, um, the uh, iBook store. Uh, basically about this it's really really good great I, I i do not own an ipad which is something i think people might find surprising um i did when you told me yeah yeah i found it surprising yeah and i um and it's just because i've always had i've always been glued to my laptop that's always been my thing but um eventually i'll get an ipad and when i do i will definitely have editorial because it's really fantastic and it looks really great too um we should have a link to that in show notes but um, but yeah, there's there's lots more uh, iPad apps. I'm looking through them right now. There's a lot of junky ones. Um, I feel like that's everybody's like, oh, I have an idea for an app, and so or for a Markdown app. So whatever it is, they put it out there, and it's usually bad execution. But uh, that's just my opinion. Byword Byword is a really of good bad one. execution. Yes. I researched Android apps for Markdown. Really? <laughs> and I, what did you find, sir? Um, I 
actually have only put links in the show notes for the three that I have used personally because there are plenty of other ones out there, much like the ones that are badly executed uh, for iOS. Only think about what how you fe- how most people feel about apps in the Play Store as opposed to apps in the uh, Apple App Store, and then put that level of um, dis- is discouragement a word. I think it is, yeah. We'll go with that. The level of disappointment that people have with the vast majority of apps in the Play Store and then apply it to everything else that you would normally have. It's uh, By and large, there are plenty of apps that are all very disappointing. Um, I've used Draft, which is not the same as any of the other Draft to which we have referred today. Also not the same as Drafts 4 by Agile Tortoise. Not the same. Hmm. Uh, it, it does Markdown, though. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll send out a Markdown preview. Um, I have been using actually a mix of two different um, Markdown apps on my Nexus, and that is I've been doing all of my writing in uh, an app called Jotterpad, which is free. It has an in-app purchase in case you want to get like a dark theme or autosave uh, or a Markdown preview. The only thing that I really need out of that is a Markdown preview, so what I will do is I will write in Jotterpad, uh, copy it, and then paste it into an app called Writely. Um, because Rightly has, I, I basically use it uh, like we were talking about earlier as a previewer. Uh, I don't do any writing in there. Not that it's not a beautiful app to write in. I like the features of Jotterpad a little bit better. Um, but Rightly, um, and now Rightly Pro, although it's also free. I hate the way that Android does this. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like we want to release a new app, but we're not going to do an upgrade, so we're just going to call it Pro. But it's still free. It doesn't cost anything. I'm kind of confused by the way it works. Um, but it is, uh, it's a, it's a not as fully featured as Jotterpad Pro, but it does have a much nicer um, live preview. So I've been using a, a mix of those two things. Yeah. Um, Perfect. But I, I am looking forward to buying my uh, six plus on the first and trying to do uh, considerably more markdown composition on it and trying to make me leave the Nexus Seven for what are we going to say? Content consumption is that another sure. ding word that besides works. Uh, workflows? Workflows. Uh, workflow this content t- consumption tell me i've uh, had many is that march 1st yes march 1st so my Coming my up. sister um i have i have sisters who are considerably younger than me my one sister is 16 and my other sister is um 19 and uh the um my 16 year old sister's uh contract just went just went up uh or just you know expired or whatever and uh actually today in fact uh, my other sister picked her up from basketball practice blindfolded her Told her she was taking her to an undisclosed location, and took her to the AT and T store so she could buy her six plus. Nice. <laughs> she post- posted a video on Facebook, and it was funny because this is basically all my sister's been talking about for the last three months. Well, so and you and I have talked about this a little bit. Uh, I I just want to put in a plug for one of the other podcasts that I'm on here, and that's bi- bipolar. Yeah, and. Um, future Andy and I kind of give each other an assignment every other week. Um, like th- for instance, this week I'm watching clue the movie, which I've never seen. <laughs> oh and man, it, that's a treat. It's something, yeah. Well, it, it means something to him. So we're going to go back and, um, it's kind of a take on, um, the Mike watches a movie vertical from upgrade, which is another reference to upgrade here. Um, and actually I think we're going to do two Andy gives me an assignment episodes in a row because we are actually going to record the second episode of the bipolar reboot the day that I get my six plus nice because he's, he will at that point have had his six plus for a considerable amount of time and I will just have gotten it that day. The hardest part is going to be having me not play with my six plus while I'm supposed to be recording a podcast. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to that coming down, coming up down the road. I'm probably going to editorial will probably be one of the first apps that I buy because I like ByWord, but um, I just I feel like editorially is is going to be the best way for me to go. Just because I I am a workflows guy. I very much am a workflows guy. Speaking of workflows, yeah, workflows. Um, Tell so, me about tell me about Terpster's markdown services that or markdown services that I can't use. So so this one took me a while to really understand the value of. Um, but I basically had this problem where I would compose a um, a blog post for Woodclinched or what have you um, in IA Writer, or sometimes I do it in day one just because I just like using it so much. Um, and I really didn't have like a super great way to get it out of IA Writer or day one and into WordPress. Uh, there is a WordPress plugin, but it's real crappy. Um, I don't know why there has n- maybe, and maybe I just haven't found it. I just have. That's not- definitely not the word you used in the rundown. Uh, yeah, but I didn't <laughs> want to attach the explicit tag to this. I did say ass earlier. Does that count for the explicit tag? No, because you were talking about your pet donkey. Okay, cool. Yep, I sure was. Uh, so yeah, um, terrible WordPress plugins out there. If there is a better one, please let me know because I've not found it. Anyhow. Um, there is so it's hard to kind of get it out of IA Writer and format it correctly. Uh, basically, take it from that Markdown formatting and convert it into um, into HTML. One way you can do it uh, is just by um, like within the IA Writer app, you can export to HTML, but it spits out all this other stuff and it's kind of nasty. Um, Brett Terpstra, who we've talked about earlier, made Mark Mark Two, writes Systematic, has a great blog. NVL and NVL. Um, he has these little tools, um, and I, I don't know exactly what they are, but they're like little Apple script type things. And you drag it, drag them into your, um, uh, your user library in, in kind of the Mac file structure. Uh, and then you go enable it under, uh, one of the, I think it's system preferences, keyboard, you enable it kind of within, oh, under keyboard, under shortcut, which is not a intuitive place for it. And essentially what that does is if you are familiar with um, right-clicking in Mac, um, it will have a little uh, menu called services in the, the pop-up. And under services, there are all these things you can do. You can you can um, open a new folder, and it's very contextually based. So depending on where you are, if you're on the desktop and you click an item, um, your services will show you um, move to folder, make a duplicate, um, get info, all sorts of things like that. If you click on it under a um, within iWriter or basically a text editor, you can do all sorts of stuff to it. Copy it to the clipboard, cut it, um, duplicate it, etc. And essentially, it puts a bunch of stuff in there, like copy HTML to to clipboard. So what you would do is you would select all, you'd right click on this service tool that you've added for Markdown, you would copy it to the clipboard, and what it would do is it would copy the HTML to the clipboard, and then just go into your blog post look at the raw HTML source and paste. It sounds complicated, but it's super fast once you know what you're doing. There's all How much did these service tools cost you? 0.0. Oh, Brett Tarpster, you give away too many things you for rascal. too little money. <laughs> no, thank you. That's awful kind. Yeah, so, um, so there's all these other ones. Let me go to his website and look at all the different... There's all sorts of things you can do if you have a geeky... Um, like, a, like a geeky flow... Um, you and can. a Mac. And a Mac. Um, it is only on the Mac. Um, womp, womp. I know. Um, I w- I'm surprised that there is not some sort of an equivalent that somebody has made for the PC because I don't think it's specifically 
Mac-focused. Uh, I think that you could easily do this in a PC. But I end up using the equivalent of text expander snippets. Yeah. Yeah. To do the va- to do the vast majority of it, That's it's true. not called text expander for Windows. It's called Phrase Express. I got you. But it's the same general idea. I, I feel like I believe there is text expander for Windows, though, isn't there? There is not. Really? Okay. No, no. iOS yeah. and OS ten. Wow. So you can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you so you can do. I mean, and there's plenty of other things that you can do. You can you can attach these to shortcuts, so you can like bold italicize. Uh, etc etc things really really quickly in markdown um, there's some other ones that are just super cool um, one of them is autolink wikipedia so basically you select a word and you run this service script and it will uh, link you to the wikipedia page for it so if i was writing about markdown for example um, and i wanted to let people know rapidly what markdown was i would do that and it would basically just link to the wikipedia page for it uh, you can take Chrome tabs or let's or Safari tabs and basically make them a list of links. Um, that's pretty fantastic. If you're doing a bunch of research and you want to basically cite your research, um, you do that and you can basically it crawls your Chrome or Safari um, uh, windows that are or tabs that are open and turns them into a list with the title of the page and the URL. Um, you can. Yeah, I mean, all all sorts of things. Uh, if you go to brettterpster.com uh, slash projects slash markdown service tools, uh, you can see kind of the full list of what this does. Um, warning, uh, a lot of that, if you are new to markdown, you may not use and may not know about. Uh, hey, look, it's you. Did you do this? Did you just markdown-ish this right now, or did you already have the link to service tools in here? I already had the link to service tools in here. Oh, man, you're so good. Hey, I listen, I write all of the show notes in Markdown, which you and I have discussed before, and it's to, and I know we write all this in a Google Doc, and it's not exactly the easiest way to move one to the other, but I went through today and went ahead and, and got them all set up because it's easy because I will copy and paste this over later, and I was spending some time looking up the links today, and I figure if I'm going to go get the links, I'm just going to go ahead and put them in the right way because I have a text expander okay. uh, guys, shortcut. Guys, you should know that this all sounds really complicated because, as I'm sure you know, nerds like to make things complicated. But once you understand it and are interested in it, it will eventually save you time, I swear. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to cut that out and put it right at the beginning. Like, that might be the intro to the episode now. Nerds. Um, nerds. Yes. <laughs> nerds. Let me Listen, address well, you directly, nerds. It's either going to be that or in a world. In a uh, world. I, I wrote down the timestamp for that. I'm going to go back. That might be our uh, <laughs> That might be our new intro. But, yeah, no, I, I am doing – like I said, I'm trying to do everything I can both um, electronically and on paper – uh, because you know we are a digital analog podcast as well. Um, this this does lean very heavily on um, on digital, but uh, frankly, Markdown works really well analog analog analogous and uh, on on paper as well. Yeah, no, an, an analogous. Well, speaking of friend of the show and f- uh, namesake for the episode title, Harry Marks. Uh, uh, as some of you may or may not know, wrote the first draft of his uh, most recent novel on paper, which blows my mind because then he had to transcribe it. Um, uh, while he and I were having a very short Twitter conversation about this, he said that, yes, he actually did use Markdown while he was writing it um, to emphasize bold words that he thought would need to be bold or italicized because this is because it is easy to do in um, – Plain text is also very easy to just draw out. I have gotten to the point now where, and Andy, I see you doing it in the Slack chat. Um, I will underline or put underscores before words if they need to be underlined, or I'll put the asterisks around things. That's hard to say. 
Asterisk. I don't know. Um, but I I have started to do that when I'm writing as well. It's a I don't know. I kind of look at it as a mix between like a bullet journal and a dash plus and uh, and markdown. It's all what what I'm doing in my analog journal is always um more like like my daily log thing is always kind of complicated. But I am trying to incorporate more markdown so that it comes more naturally to me both when I'm writing and when I am uh, when I'm typing as well. Yeah. So there's a couple of other blogging web platform things. One of the newer ones that I'm particularly excited about um, is the new uh, Typed by RealMac. Hmm. Uh, they're the people that make uh, Clear and Typed, the Markdown app. Um, Clear is really great. The Typed app, to me, is nothing special. It does not look nearly as good as IA Writer. It has you can do some themes to like change the color and fonts and everything, but it just really isn't to me very interesting. I feel like they were kind of feeling it out and kind of setting yeah. almost a, a launching point for this new blogging platform. There's an indie. There's a link to the Indiegogo um, project in the show notes. Um, they, by the way, have already tripled their goal and then some. I was seeing today they had an original goal of twenty thousand dollars. There's seventeen days left, and when I checked this this afternoon, they were just short of seventy grand. That's awesome. So uh, they're, they're very we get us a new blogging platform. Yeah, they're very similar to um, a different sort of crowdsourced um, blogging platform called Ghost, which came out, um, which was in which started by a former WordPress um, developer who was with WordPress back when it was just like intended solely for blogging rather than for like a CMS system, like uh, CMS system is like saying pin number um, for a content management system um, that it is now that does so much more than just, just blogging um, that does use Markdown and kind of one of those side-by-side viewer editor modes. Um, Ghost is pretty fantastic. Um, I'm not familiar with it. I'm going to have to look into it. It's, um, um, I really like the Squarespace integration like we were talking about earlier. I, I love yeah. the way that Squarespace does markdown, and I'm not moving anything off of Squarespace anytime soon, sponsor us. But uh, I'm definitely going to have to look into Ghost. Uh, another really good one, which uh, kind of flies under the radar, I think, a lot. It's called Subtle. It's S-V-B-T-L-E. So it's Svidbull. Svidbull. Um, it's kind of... It kind of is a little hipster looking, but it's a lot of fun. Um, it used to be just sort of like... They would they would give a subtle blog to a startup guy or like a VC funder or like a, a CEO or something like that, like tech people. Um, but they've since opened the platform. Um, I got in right when they opened it to everybody, which is pretty cool. I have a blog about content strategy there, uh, corn-fed content. Um, and it's, it's all markdown-based. It's very minimalized and directed. Um, there's no page structure even. It's just like a stream of posts. Um, but that's markdown based. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there, it integrates them in a lot of other things. Um, not probably not your Zanga. I bet your Zanga account doesn't take markdown. It doesn't. I, I don't think, I don't yeah. know. It's My live journal probably been... doesn't either. No. Um, I'm really glad we don't have links to those in the show notes. <laughs> I, don't my, go look in those. Hey, up mine doesn't, mine but... doesn't exist. I think if you look really hard, you can probably find, uh, my, uh, blogspot blog from like 2006. I'll, I, I'll leave that as a challenge to anybody who's interested. But oh, uh, I I know that we have at least one or two listeners out there that are already at the keyboards going challenge accepted. Wellfleet. <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. Um, um, yeah, I decided so I was going to uh, try to audition for the unofficial Apple weblog uh, by writing about the um, when they announced the iPhone, like in two thousand seven. 
I uh, I decided to write about that as kind of an audition for TUAW. So it was so bad. It was so bad. Well, guess who won that battle? Well, I mean, you're, I, you're still around. Well, I, but I I would have had like a good like eight years or whatever with I I could be friends with Christina Warren. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like I, you and everything, but Christina Warren's so cool. Now I feel bad because now I'm almost like, oh, too soon. Um, <laughs> things are working out for Christina Warren, though. She's one of the new hosts on uh, that wonderfully fresh new show, Rocket. Is she one of the hosts yeah, yep. of Rocket? Yeah. She and Brianna Wu, who is is uh, unfortunately now best known for the um, the catalyst Wonderful of Gamergate. Wonderful games she produces. Yes. Wonderful games she produces. I'm sure that's how she would want to be. If if Mike Hurley were asking, that's what she would want to be known for. Yeah. But, I mean, she she does make amazing games, too. And she's, yeah, she's a great co-host of that that podcast she just got another one greenlit on uh, on steam i saw oh, wow. so that is uh that is a wonderful accomplishment for her especially considering everything that's going on and um i follow i think her name is simone simone like french last name simone french um yes. sorry simone. yes is that it no it's a de, de la f something yeah, i think she, i'm sorry she's, she's really interesting we mean no disrespect. Yeah. Um, good for them. I'm, that seems to be working out well for them. Uh, Christina Warren is doing far better than I am in the, the space that we don't really both inhabit, but I'm glad that she is doing well for that. Um, I think that we would be misserving our listeners if we didn't at least mention Hemming right before we took off. Because this is kind of the ultimate, like, like if you were to embody comically the mission statement of dot grid it would probably come out like this and i say it with a bemused expression on my face because i think it's kind of stupid but at the same time i think it's kind of cool it's called the hemming right and imagine if you will are you familiar uh will with the alpha smart uh vaguely it's um basically i know know what it is yeah it's basically like a little typing machine like it's it seems very similar to an emate uh, which is the Newton, Apple Newton. Um, oh, man, I miss it so much. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, it's the Hemming Ride is basically like a little hipster typing machine. It has a little e-ink display, which is actually really cool. Uh, you can type in Markdown. It has a clicky, clicky keyboard, so you feel productive. And the only controls it has on it are, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Wi-Fi on and off and Dropbox or Google Drive syncing is that correct i i couldn't tell you it's um it's like three online services i know dropbox is one of them i think it's google drive and maybe another one it's Uh, not icloud i'll tell you that yeah (laughs) for sure um they kicked they had a kickstarter to to make one of these it's ridiculous and you're going to look ridiculous at a coffee shop using this um but you're probably also the same person who would take and i'm saying you as in not you will but like the archetypical Hemingway user. No, you're talking to me. I know it's fine. <laughs> and, and I have I, I have vintage glasses. I'm an English teacher. I carry um um a Blackwing. I I know I'm, you're talking to me. I'm a little annoyed that they put Heming they brought Hemingway into this because I think Ernest Hemingway would laugh at you and push you down some stairs if he if you suggested that he use this. But I, I actually that, I that's more of that me we, channeling Johnny and Tim. I think that we need to – listen, if the pen addict can kickstart and get Mike to America for the Atlanta Pen Show, I think we can Indiegogo enough 
to buy Tim Wasson a Hemingway. <laughs> I I don't know. Well, if and here's the, the greatest or most disappointing day of his life. I cannot tell. And here's the biggest problem with this all, which we haven't mentioned, is it costs three hundred and fifty dollars. Like right, the three hundred and fifty dollar level is what will get in on Kickstarter, and it's over now. Um, would have gotten you a Hemingway, and I'm sure they'll be on sale for hopefully less, but probably not. Uh, and if you spend like. $1,500 maybe, they will let you pick out the plastic color. Woo! It's 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 cool in sort of a SMH the most kind of a way. thing you yeah. could possibly think of kind of way. I, I'm sure I will go to San Francisco and walk into a Blue Body coffee shop and see people. The, the air will be will be deafening from the sound of people clicking away on their hemming rights. I am nodding in agreement over here. Um <laughs> That that may be the thing that either draws me to San Francisco or finally just keeps me away. I haven't decided if that's. I feel like it's that's that's one of those, it's like a car wreck. Like you don't want <laughs> to look, you just can't. Not but look. you can't look away. Yeah. So it it seems really cool if you're the kind of person who really like can't do the laptop thing because there's too much distraction. Yet you want to, like you physically cannot have the bandwidth in order to like to get on the internet. Um, and but you need to write a lot in volume. This would be a handy thing for you, except that it costs three hundred fifty dollars. Um, right, and you know it's significantly cheaper than that. And a segue to a question I want to ask to our listeners: field notes. Yeah, just yeah. handwrite things. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, and then you and I were discussing this very briefly. I'm going to jump onto the analog bandwagon here, and then we should probably wrap this up because it's getting late, and I don't think you've eaten yet. Um, um not yet, not yet. Hey, so we real, should real quick before we do, I do want to mention um, another kind of workflow app that uh, uses Markdown called Drafts. Oh, and yeah. I will I will mention this only to say that it is a super 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 useful thing. Except you need to go all in, and it's very complicated to explain. And you should all listen to uh, a show called Back to Work, which we've referenced multiple times. Um, are you there, Will? Uh, am I here? I I heard Skype going, so I didn't know if. Uh, no, I thought that maybe you were being arrested. I heard sirens in the background where you were. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, goodness, they finally got him. <laughs> I heard your Skype noise and you heard my sirens. That's good. Um, anyhow, back to work. Uh, show with Merlin Mann and Dan Benjamin. Um, you should all be familiar with them and their body of work. Um, but we'll have a link in show notes to an episode where he explains really well what drafts is and all the cool, cool things it can do. Uh, I know some people, Toffer, who we talked about earlier, is like all in on drafts. Uh, you should ask to see his extremely comprehensive list of draft actions sometime i i'm gonna do that actually i'm at, actually i'm asking him right now toffer please find a way to send me screenshots or oh, he will he will he I, has he basically is strung together i would say probably like a good 12 screen lengths of drafts actions um into one and he posted it i think in practical carry if not erasable um, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go back and look for that yeah. i'm on the i'm i'm on the drafts beta so i get to use some of really? the new things that i'm never allowed to talk about yeah oh, i'm how, on the slack i'm on the slack beta now too how, how did you how did you pull that off that's awesome i i just i keep an eye out on twitter i'm running the evernote betas the drafts beta the slack beta i'm damn i'm waiting for marco to open up more overcast betas yeah Hopefully you're listening to us on Overcast. If you're not listening to us on Overcast, that's okay. You can go and rate us on iTunes. But you can recommend us in Overcast. Um, you Just can push that also, little recommend and this button. was Yes, please, because all the cool kids are using Overcast on their iOS devices. And if you're listening to us elsewhere, then you recommend us anyway. Just don't push a button. You can uh, tell a buddy, bring a friend. Um, 
the field notes segue that I was making it to before you and I were talking about this briefly before the show. Um, I'm super excited because I get to start a new field notes tomorrow Yay. or a new, a new moleskin with a small M I get to start tomorrow. Uh, Oh, well, wait, well no. actually, no, that's a Kaye. Not the same. It's a Kaye. And I, I uh, would say Kahir, but that's because I'm a stupid American. Yeah, I was corrected on Twitter um, after our last episode about notebooks, so, or after we talked about notebooks in the last episode. So apologies to our um, French listeners. Uh, I get to start a new field notes tomorrow, and I am curious. This is what we call listener interaction. Uh, there's some feedback. There's an action moment here. Uh, I would like to know, those of you that are carrying pocket notebooks right now as like your go-to daily uh, notebook thing because I don't need to know all five. I would like to know what small pocket notebooks you folks are carrying right now because I think I'm about to break into a yellow county fair uh, field notes tomorrow, the Tennessee version very much, but I am curious to know what um, pocket size notebooks you're carrying right now. Um, please, as, go ahead. As for me, it is a um, field notes ambition. It's the um, the red one. Recently moistened. Yes, almost moistened, not fully. No, not not all the way through. Just dampened on the cover. <laughs> I I almost opened that pack today because I've got a pack of those, uh, and I have um, a pack of the, the crinkle wheel. The crinkle, yeah, it's so satisfying. Just like a it's, Gizmodo video, it's coming. It's it's going to be there. It was either going to be those, or I really thought about opening up. I have a a, a sealed pack of red blooded. Yeah. Um, that I won in a giveaway on the wonderful Notegeist blog uh, when they when uh, Gary did his giveaway. <laughs> when Gary did his giveaway at the very beginning of his uh, of his shop, um, and I almost opened that, that just because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the yellow field notes because it's it's spring and the color yellow does remind me of my wife, who is a wonderful person, very patient for putting up with me for this long. Um, tweet at me. Let me know what you're currently carrying. I think I just encourage people to tweet at me. I'm now that guy. What's your daily carry? Uh, uh, it's it's practical. Yeah. It's true. Um, by the way, on fleek has yeah. gone remarkably well with the young people. Oh yeah, I have and I have seen people. Uh, one of our young, just out of college engineers, my product team uses says on fleek sometimes, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I know what he's saying. Oh no, I use it completely. I got I, I convinced the kids that I was using it seriously, although I was using it sarcastically. And one kid actually stood up and said, "I have to go make an announcement." On fleek has jumped the shark, and I said, "Do you even know what jump the shark means?" And he said, "No." I said, "Sit down." Um, (laughs) let me explain to you so (laughs) back in my day fonzarelli um so let's uh let's let's make this a um uh, a a thing let me go to urban dictionary real quick okay and i'm going to look for the trending uh words and we we did we did on fleek and ratchet these past two weeks which i've been using with the middle school students um you don't know enjoyment until you've seen a 13-year-old double-take audibly um, <laughs> so, after a man in his early 30s says on fleek in what he thinks is all serious. <laughs> I actually – I feel like they changed their website because I do not see a list of the trending new words right now. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, these are stupid. <laughs> okay. That's why they're trending. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, basicism. Basicism. Spell that for me. B a s i c i s m. It is the profession. It is the professional art of being basic. Oh, shut up! We're using this. As in you, you basic bitches. Oh shit! Oh crap! (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, well. Can you just bleep those out? (laughs) Yeah, because I have that with my audio hijack 
three set up over here <laughs> on my Windows computer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 we'll figure out a way to cover okay, it. Okay, all of you don't listen to this until a la- after 10 p.m. Yes. We, when we leave prime time. There we go. Yeah, yeah guys. Problem solved. Don't, don't listen to this while you're dropping your third graders off at school and everybody, everybody's good to go. Or picking <laughs> them up. Um, maybe picking them up's a little bit better. Um, oh, <laughs> we almost made it. Almost, almost made it, did it without making it into a not suitable for work episode. I feel like if it goes this long, then we. I feel like we should get it, an allowance of four letter words per per minute. It's fine because nobody's conti- nobody's made it this far. Nobody's listening to us right now. No, at this point, it's just you and I recording our Skype conversations, yeah. which is actually how all good podcasts start. Right. Um, Andy Welfley, I would like to continue this conversation with you on the internet, but off of the podcast. Is there a way I can do that? If you wanted to, uh, you are free to find me on Twitter, probably the easiest way to talk to me uh, and quickest. Uh, I am at at A Welfley. That's A-W-E-L-F as in Frank, L-E. Um, or you can go to my website, uh, woodclinch.com, which is um, my pencil blog. Um, or you can listen to me talk about just specific, specifically about pencils and paper and stuff on my other podcast, uh, that which will not be named. Um, well, I'll name it. It's Erasable Podcast, and that's at erasable.us. Yeah, so but if you need don't a little tell bit those of an guys. analog palette cleanser yeah, after d- today's digital-heavy episode. Don't tell those guys, but this is my favorite podcast. Well, and you know what it is? It's because Tim Wassum hates dot .grids so much that's that true. it has manifested into every existence, every every instance of dot .grid he is not a fan of. And that's unfortunate because I really thought he and I were going to be friends. Um how about you? How do can how can people like talk to you about jump shark jumping dictionary? Uh, uh, I feel like the internet would be a good way to do that. I'm not 100 percent sure the best way to access the internet. No, I am on Twitter uh, at Will Fengi, which is W I L L F like in Frank A N G U Y. By the way, it's I've been using F like in Frank. It's not fan guy. I've been using F like in Frank for probably longer than you've been using F like in Frank. But I do like the way that we both do that. Independently of each other, I did it because that's the way my parents did it. That's the way my parents did it too. Wow! What if we're twins? We're f twins, dude. That's <laughs> now 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 the title of the episode is Will and Andy are Eskimo brothers. We are going <laughs> to go ahead and roll out and call this an episode. Andy, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to sitting down and having uh, a semi coherent conversation with you again here in the near future. <laughs> it was keyword on semi semi coherent. Yes. yes. Okay. It's good to talk to you too. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll get back together soon. Don't forget to uh, tweet at us. Check out the Facebook. Hang out with us. Tell all your friends. Um, send us money in random unlabeled envelopes and unsequential oh, bills. And go to dot grid or nerduprising.co slash dot grid slash three and leave a comment to win uh, a license for day one on both of your Apple devices. I don't have two Apple. You're doing. You're rubbing it in now. Well, because I don't have two Apple devices. Well, you can't win. You can win two license codes, and then you can give them away if you're. We can't give it to me. I'm not eligible. Right or me. Shit. All right. Well, then just go on to the blog and get them and leave us comments and say nice things to us or say horrible things about us. We don't even care. We're an hour and a half at this point. If we don't get at least one mean comment, we're doing something wrong. (laughs) It's correct. It's true. Um, Okay. Toffer, Chase, these are your shout-outs that I told you I was going to give you at the end of the podcast, only I told you I was going to give them to you at the beginning of the podcast. Everyone else, thank you for listening. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Awesome.